We meet again, Captain Buttwipe. Fuck you! I can't allow you scum to go any further than this. Hey, the fuck with him we yeah! can! <laughs> hey folks, as promised, here now is part two of show number 85 of the Anime World Order podcast. This is my Violence Jack review, released on a weekly basis for once. Though technically, I'm not really doing any actual work because, like I said, you can download this entire show number 85 right now at www.animeworldorder.com, which I recommend you all check out because we have finally moved over to WordPress. So you will see the brand new site. We're still testing it out. I'm messing around with plugins and all that stuff. So go over there and give me some feedback. In other news... Convention season will be starting in a few months, and we have got panels lined up. I can confirm right now, if you are going to Megacon, that's a convention in Florida, primarily an American comic book convention, or sort of a multimedia con. They've got a pretty big anime costume contest there, at least. We are doing a panel Saturday at 10 a.m. It is a manga panel. Sort of a general audience kind of thing. We figure a comic con probably doesn't have too many manga fans there. So we're going to try and sort of steer it in more of the seinen direction. A la the manga for comics fans panels that, uh, you know, the Geek Nights guys have done in the past. Saturday, March 13th, megaconvention.com. It's in Orlando. But for more anime-focused things, we also have multiple panels scheduled for anime boston we did get a voicemail last uh, episode asking hey you guys coming to anime boston the answer is yes and we're doing panels not one not two we got five panels for anime boston clarissa and i will be there friday we are doing two panels one is on cataloging your collection how to keep track of all your manga and DVDs and so on and so forth. And we've got another panel that is all about anime remakes. All the rage lately, these last couple of years, remaking classic anime. We'll be talking about the new version and the old version, showing some clips, compare and contrast, that sort of thing. Then Saturday, we have got a Blackjack panel. Then later on, or actually, I don't know if it's really going to be later on because, you know, schedules change. But we've got a panel entitled Better Living Through Super Weapons, Anime's Mad Scientists, which will be uh, exactly about that. Anime's Mad Scientists and the crazy things that they make. And finally, in a panel that's probably going to be late at night, we'll assume it's 18+. plus. It is called You Don't Survive the Anime Apocalypse. And this is going to be a panel about the anime apocalypse. Things exploding, probably some people losing their lives in violent fashion. Forget that Max Brooks crap, you're not going to survive the anime apocalypse. That's going to be the lesson you're going to learn from going to that panel. So, Megacon Anime Boston, and oh, we've got Otaku USA deadlines coming up. If you have not checked out the website, otakuusamagazine.com, I've got some new articles up. I thought they were pretty good, but whatever. One last thing, I want to point out that yes, we are still experimenting with this whole parts versus full episodes sort of thing. I know pretty much all the feedback that people have actually written has been negative. They don't want to see the episodes split up. They want the full episode in the feed. But that's just the feedback I got. Looking at the statistics, I can say about 30 to 40% of you actually did go and direct download the episode such that you don't actually need to be listening to this right now. What that does mean, though, is that 60 to 70% of you are fine with it being in parts. I don't know what the solution to this is. I don't know if I should set up two feeds or what. We're still collecting the data. 
But with any luck, it should probably be trivial to do that once the full WordPress feed stuff is set up. Still, give us some feedback on this whole thing or whatever else is on your mind. AnimeWorldOrder at gmail.com is the email address, and we've got voicemail. Voicemail number is still 206-666-4AWO. So anyway, here's my Violence Jack review by popular demand. Suckers. God damn it! Where the hell is Jack? The fucking chicken shit! Fuck it! Fuck it! Shit! Fuck it! Shit! Ah! Holy shit! The bastard's here! Stop it! You're shooting each other! What are you so scared of? Okay, I think it was back fairly recently, and by recently I mean within the last six months, where we did show 81 B, I think it was. This was the one where Gerald suggested shows for the rest of us to review, and I did Kekko Common, which was a show by Gonagai, who we've talked about fairly frequently, but not frequently enough. I remember we did a poll once where we said, of all the categories we've got on the uh, AWO blog, as far as post categories, which do people want to see more of? And Gonagai actually beat out Hentai and Yaoi, if I'm not mistaken. In that review for Kekokaman, I sort of noted, like, my Gonagai love is mainly towards the super robot side of things and not so much the pervy weirdo stuff that is so <laughs> much of the rest of his output. Well, maybe that's because hentai and Gonagai can almost be synonymous. Almost. Yes. Because he is still one of the most well-known, or he should be at least one of the most well-known uh, manga creators, maybe not so much in America, but like the rest of the world, they know about them, some going to guy. We owe a lot of what anime is for good or for ill to going to guy. For better or for worse. <laughs> right. Probably actually better than the actual for better or for worse comic, which suffered a continuity reboot, but that is its own <laughs> subject. Going to guy, for those who don't know, we've talked about him many a time. He created things like Mazinger Z. He created mm-hmm. things like Cutie Honey, a bunch of weirdo stuff like Devil Man, yeah. Mao Dante, and you know that kind of stuff. And yeah, he did a lot of pervy stuff like uh, Shameless School and right. Hanape Bazooka. Kekko Kamen. Right. You need to give him a little bit more credit in that he was actually so influential that even Tezuka would create stuff in response to Gonagai. Well, yeah. Tezuka was really competitive, so anytime anybody else got popular, Tezuka would get very competitive with them and try to seize back his popularity. I totally believe that, but it's also that when Tezuka ever got too safe, it seems like Gonagai was always there to kick him in the ass a bit. Right, and we'll certainly talk more about that in the next review. Yes. Gonagai, he first stormed on the scene pretty early with things like Shameless School. And, you know, this thing was crazy and ridiculous, and the PTA was infuriated that this Mm -hmm. comic book was going in Shonen Jump of all things. Can you imagine, like, <laughs> in high school, you're already creating something that gets nationwide attention, 
and people want to kill you for it. Exactly. Just imagine what that must have done to him as a kid. Made him the super <laughs> being that he is today. And I think it kind of is important to bring this up because Gona Guy and the birth of the modern shonen action adventure sort of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, Shonen Jump and Shameless School, that was like early, early era Shonen Jump. There are other Shonen magazine anthologies, but they all sort of deal in similar veins, as it were. And they all sort of work together to make Shonen the predominant genre demographic of anime and manga there is. Shonen, of course, is the things for boys, roughly under the age of 13. And it's the stuff like Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Pokemon. Mm -hmm. These are all the big huge media franchises that anime has to offer. And a lot of that actually stems from the crazy stuff that Gona Guy did, albeit with some fairly extensive uh, reworks. And that sort of brings me to what I'm going to be reviewing for this segment, Violence Jack. This is sort of the proto-shonen, as it were, because this came out in the early 1970s. I want to say 73. 372 thereabouts certainly well before any other story i can think of of its time right now if we were to describe this thing in 2010 it's pretty stock standard things i don't know even in 2010 what goes down in it this is still like pretty yeah unprecedented i guess before i continue i, I really want to give a, a special thanks to uh, Regan Strongblood of the Anime 82 podcast over at anime82.blogspot.com because he's the one who provided me VHS to DVD capture of this. And he actually did it years ago when I was talking about, you know, Violence Jack, and he sent it to me. I owe him a review very badly. I need to get it to him quickly. Right. I'm just, you know, we're very, very slow. And the reason I asked him to do this is because... There's sort of a, a controversial storied history of the release of Violence Jack, which I'll get into. But suffice to say that the uncut edition of Violence Jack is actually very hard to find. It was only released on VHS, never on DVD. I'm guessing Manga Video or Critical Mass or whomever it is uh, no longer has the rights to it. I did not forget to review it. It was just like one of those threats of like, ah. Uh, I got to review Violence Jack now at some point, don't I? Previous episodes of this podcast, I've talked about the holy manga video trinity of suck. Three things, the first of which is Angel Cop, which I uh, reviewed in a very glorious fashion all the way back in show number 57. And the second is this Violence Jack. And third is uh, Mad Bull 34, which is probably the strongest of the three. A full proper review of that, maybe someday, I don't know, a tall order. Almost as tall as John Sleepy Estes' Wang. But this one here, Violence Jack, it wasn't a Shonen Jump. It was actually its competitor, Weekly Shonen. This is the manga anthology where things like Tomorrow's Joe happened, Cyborg 009, um, Hajime no Ippo. That's the one that I'm reading still like a madman. Is still going on in, in Weekly Shonen. It still exists to this day. But <laughs> this is not like anything that you would possibly see in that manga anthology today, or probably any other manga anthology that says shonen on the name of it anyway. Probably not, just because Jack is so extreme, but a lot of the non-shonen jump ones are less crossover friendly and have some more crazy stuff. Even the shonen champion stuff is still oh, shonen like... Shonen champion, yes, yeah, still is like, that's where kids become Yakuza. 
Right. So that's your Yakuza training manual <laughs> yeah, right there. I mean, it's there. still not quite to the violence jack level, but I just don't think very many stuff in general is. But they're not all as uh, cleaned up as Shonen Jump. Right. Back last Otakon, which is Otakon 2009, I actually did a panel on this phenomenon of, you know, the Shonen of the 1970s versus uh, modern day Shonen of the 90s and uh, the 2000s. And I used violence jack as sort of like the pinnacle example of this is what used to be for kids. The general premise of it, again, it doesn't sound very original now, but before there was the Road Warrior, before there was Mad Max, before there was Fist of the North Star. Remember, Mad Max was 1979. I always mix up Road Warrior was the second one, Mm -hmm. but that's like the remake and it's the better one, so I always think of that as being first. But no, you're right, it was Mad Max that was first. But before all of those, before the Fallout games, and even before, yes, the Book of Eli, which comes uh, out in movie theaters in a a few weeks. Fallout the movie? Fallout the movie, Written by a video game journalist, Violence Jack, much like how Angel Cop was as far as being in the holy manga video trinity of suck, this too is directed by the one, the only, Ichiro Itano, who is perhaps the single most talented horrible director in anime there is. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> we mentioned it uh, very long ago, probably back in show number 50 when uh, I reviewed Macross Do You Remember Love? But Ichiro Itano is a guy who will always be remembered in anime as an animation director. He is the man who made the action sequences in Macross and the various sequels as memorable as they are. He's the guy who who pioneered the crazy acrobatics and the super-duper attention to detail and those missiles that fly all over the place and leave the smoke trails. I mean, the mecha fans, they know Ichiro Itano. They refer to that whole phenomenon of action style as the Itano Circus. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what I'm talking about, maybe in the show notes I'll put this up. There's a thing on YouTube called It's the Circus. It's a sort of reference to the Monty Python It's the Mind Deja Vu sketch. And it's just this compilation of different sequences in anime in which the Itano Circus moments occur. Yeah, sometimes if you watch on like Nico video and you have the comments on and stuff like that happens, like you can see people being like, Circus! Right. And so even though Ichiro Itano is at the peak of his game when it comes to drawing things like jet planes, and motorcycles and missiles flying everywhere. Not a very good director. As a director, he is so bad. He is so (laughs) exceptionally bad that he just stands out above everything else. I mean, it's one thing to suck. That seems to happen a decent bit where you have people who are really good, like mechanical designers or something like that, but you let them direct and it doesn't end Exactly. Well. Like the best example I can give that's the most accessible to people now is most recent directorial effort I can think of was the TV show Bloss Writer, which is the one-two punch of being directed by Ichiro Itano and it's made by Gonzo. So, I mean, that's like wow. the <laughs> double dose of doom. The thing is, Bloss Writer, that's a TV show. It's not an OAV. I think... The ultimate level of Incredibad is just you're, you're shackled by that TV show restriction. Kind of like how Koichi Ohara, guy who directed the lovely filth like MD Geist, the TV shows he directs are mostly just like, eh, whatever. Ichiro Itano, the lunacy of this man, it thrives on that lack of restrictions that the OAV permitted. Hmm. He's got another partner in crime throughout this Violence Jack OAV, and I'm not sure who's more responsible for what, but I will say that for the credits of this OAV, it says episode two anyway, and I, it was directed, storyboarded, screenplay written by, character designs by, and animation directed all by one person named Takuya Wada. 
Wow. Now, now, as far as I can tell, he was never permitted to really do anything in anime ever again <laughs> for like 20 years or something like that. As far as I can tell... He had to make up for the horrible things he committed with violence. Right, Jack, I huh? mean, as I check the almighty ANN encyclopedia, I see they actually resurrected Takiyawada back from the ashes like this year to be like grunt key animator work on like the Macross Frontier movie. So like, maybe Ichiro Itano passed up Macross Frontier to do Blast Rider. So maybe you can't get Ichiro Itano. You get this guy Taki Iwata as his acceptable uh, replacement. Much like all those other things that I mentioned, the Mad Max and Fist of the North Star and Fall and all that stuff. Maybe you're not familiar with any of those titles. Violence Jack is set in a post-apocalyptic Earth. This wasn't from a, a nuclear war in this case. It was more like the Michael Bay giant comet or whatever hit the Earth. <laughs> the asteroid hits the Earth and it triggers a chain reaction of earthquakes. Really, ultimately, it doesn't matter, though. How the apocalypse comes about is irrelevant. I mean, Yeah, yeah it, zombies, nuclear war, meteor, it doesn't really matter. It's just shit blowed yeah, up. Yeah, and it did blow it up on a huge, humongous scale. I mean... Yeah, and the world is awful Right, forget now. about Tokyo Magnitude 8.0. I mean, even though the 8.0 in that show is like the made-up super earthquake. No, this is the Kanto hell quake. I mean, going a guy keeps it simple. <laughs> I mean, there's no science behind this the apocalypse i thought that if the, you want to get really inside baseball well, I thought Gerald, that, the, that the earthquake was caused by the fight in uh, devil man that is right i was about to bring that up i mean if you're a true <laughs> believer that you know it's actually you just spoiled the super secret ending of violence jack because actually we didn't know that they were tied into devil man oh my god gerald well spoilers. it's okay the thing was like 30 years ago i think we'll live <laughs> Presumably, if you were to read through this whole manga, come the end of it, it sort of ties into the ending of another Gonagai show, Devil Man, where it sort of reveals that Violence Jack is the reincarnation of Devil Man. But you don't really need to be aware of any of this to watch Violence Jack, because no. really... It's not really a very deep and complex storyline. Not at all. I mean, you sort of see like some little hints that, hey, is this sort of tied into those other things? Because there's things like there's a character named Koji Kabuto in the manga. There's a human incarnation of Mazinger Z. He's a black man, and his name is Jim Mazinger. And he <laughs> looks like Mazinger Z. If you've seen the Shin Mazinger Z, Viscount Pigman is Jim Mazinger. That's ah. where he comes from. A lot of Violence Jack characters are actually in that show, and they're um, given much more development and screen time than they were ever given in uh, the original Violence Jack. But none of them are in the anime that was made for Violence Jack. It's always interesting when I watch Shin Mazinger, because I don't recognize most of the people in there. And I know that they are people from other things, but I have no idea who they are. <laughs> none of these characters were in the anime. They made three OAVs. They each sort of came out in Japan basically at the rate of like one every other year, starting in mm -hmm. around 1986. So basically right around after Fist of the North Star, the Road Warrior and all that really came into their stride. They were like, you know what? Japan's got that too. We can make Violence Jack anime. Let's rush to make her something. Was there also a TV series or did they only do the OAVs? There was only ever OAVs. There's no Violence okay. Jack television series. The manga did run for a very, very long time, but mm -hmm. certainly this anime, even though the original source material predates all that other stuff, watching this anime, it's very clear that they were aware of 
the things that came afterwards by the time the anime got made. I mean, some of the sequences in this are straight out of Fist of the North Star. There's one part in the movie where it shows like the nuclear fallout and a bunch of dead skeletons and the souls all escape they sort of look like fireflies i guess that's presumably by the japanese belief that fireflies are souls of the dead and if you ever uh see that isao takahata movie grave of the fireflies that's where it gets its name violence jack's animation is um not quite as good as that fist of the north star movie even no though nowhere <laughs> near it you would think shiro itano you know being the super duper animation go-to guy and also the fact that this is a 1980s OAV that the animation would be better well if the cast of violence jack had been made up of robots or planes or a bunch of it motorcycles it probably would have looked fantastic there are quite a few motorcycles though and random helicopters that yes, explode yes random helicopters <laughs> it's also part of the apocalypse <laughs> but yes the apocalypse happens how it happens is largely irrelevant whether it's nukes whether it's an earthquake whether it's meteorite <laughs> it's the earth whatever it is the social order breaks down entirely, pretty much immediately, such that the only law is survival of the fittest, and it becomes this dog-eat-dog world. Yes, yeah, somehow nobody ever manages to set up any kind of functioning social organization in these right, things. Right, like, any, anyone who attempts to is murdered by roving packs of horrible thugs and criminals. The only thing that matters in these world is physical strength. And therefore, of course, the implication of that is that women are rounded up and used solely for breeding stock and sex slave purposes. <laughs> and all these works, the land of the post-apocalypse is basically the new Western. And by that, I mean it's the new frontier, the new method of telling a story, a setting by which uh, government has no hold in the post-apocalypse. Words and diplomacy carry no weight. The only way that any conflict can be resolved is through the application of violence. Very much like how the Wild West was. It's just nowadays, in 2010, we haven't got a Wild West. You can't have a story that starts off or takes place in the modern day, really, and have there be pretty much no real law or authority and have people buy it. So, post-apocalypse. Of course, this sounds completely cliche in 2010, but as far as I can tell, Violence Jack did all this stuff first. I paged through every volume of Violence Jack, and there's like 17 volumes of it. Hold on. There's like 18 volumes of a new edition, but each of those volumes is multiple volumes in one. Think of them as like the Viz Big editions yeah. of like Kenshin or whatever. It's really like 35 or 36 volumes Yeah, I, I mean, I paged through everything of the original Violence Jack that I could find, and just paging through it, it's incredible. I always joke, when that Elvis album came out, they said, before anybody did anything, Elvis did everything. Before anybody did anything, Violence Jack basically did it all. There is so much... Well, I mean, within manga, but manga. I'm pretty sure that a lot of that post-apocalyptic stuff, there were some sci-fi novels and short stories that had done some of that But before. manga, I hadn't seen manga doing any of that. This thing, you go from one page to the next, and it's just another horrible thing that I'm amazed that the audience back then didn't burn down his house or something. It's generally hard for me to yeah. think of, like, the film and TV, like, post-apocalyptic, like, nuclear fallout. I mean, maybe, like, Omega Man and some things like that, but that's not 
really like the same vibe of the bikers with the buggies and the tattoos and the mohawks. Yeah, that's the mm. thing is that in this they had very, very Mad Max looking bikers with chains and mohawks and tattoos mm-hmm. and the weird bondage gear and everything. And Mad Max hadn't, wasn't going to come around for another seven years or so. That's what I was referring to as far as like uh, that stuff goes. Like that yeah. whole like doomsday motif. Yeah. As it were, Violence Jack kind of established it. Of course, things like Mad Max and Fist of the North Star kind of made it hit big, but this mm-hmm. is sort of like the prototype of it. Again, in this chaotic world, there is a man who seeks to unify all of these horrifying beings into like a big giant evil empire. And the way he's going to do that is through the power of being big and huge and having fists that are crazy powerful. This empire of badness. And this guy's name is the Slum King. And he's basically Rao 0.5 from Fist of the North Star. He's a huge giant and he's got a cape and a pointy horned helmet. He's basically a traditional Japanese samurai, only like all metal. I guess the silver samurai from Marvel Comics who were created around the same time as Violence Jack, incidentally. He looks like that. And this guy is like the ultimate evil guy who's just evil for the sake of being evil. In fact, in the anime, the first time he shows up, there's a title card that says, The Lord of Evil, The Slum King. (laughs) Just to, like, remove any sense of ambiguity. I don't think really anybody in Violence Jack has a lot of, like, thought put into their motivations. Not exactly, I mean... Really, people just do shit just because? Yeah, it's evil because I'm evil, and is there good? There's actually no good. There's just evil... And there's evil as well, but it's maybe it's like the difference between neutral evil and chaotic evil if you're Noah Fulmar. <laughs> right, right. The only one who can put a stop to his murdering and raping in the manga, he has two quadriplegic sex slaves, one male and one female, and he just carries them around with him on a leash, depending on what mood his dick is in, both of whom were originally characters from Devilman. But the only one who can stop it is Violence Jack. And Violence Jack is this 10-foot-tall giant with an enormous jackknife who, you know, he doesn't have a name. He just says, like, oh, I got a jackknife, and so people call me Jack, and I do violence with this jackknife, so I'm Violence Jack. (laughs) He he wouldn't actually say that because that requires you to speak a complete sentence, but, you know, Violence Jack is probably not even a human being. He's more beast than dude. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really have, like, much of a personality. He's really, like, a force of nature, almost. Like, he doesn't... Pretty much. Yeah. He's not even, like, an animal. He's more just, like, he walks forward, and if something gets in his way, he removes him. This guy suffers horribly fatal wounds on a regular basis, but he just recovers from it due to the power of violence and, I'm angry. Like he said, he's more of a force. Like, Jack just going around anywhere causes violence to break out and people to start panicking and losing their shit. Maybe he's like the Incredible Hulk, but maybe not, because, I mean, for all the carnage he unleashes, the Hulk doesn't kill people, whereas killing people is all that Mm. Violence Jack really does. Actually, I think he has the power to cause earthquakes to just randomly happen for no reason (laughs) as he shows up. He's not really a hero. He he doesn't save a single person, not really one. I mean, maybe once in a while some little kid will be like, that's Violence Jack. Jack fights for the weak. That is Bullshit. Yeah, I mean, Kenshiro in Fist of the North Star is mostly pretty shitty at saving people, but at least he tries. He makes an attempt. Jack doesn't even try. Jack doesn't give a shit. I think the nicest thing that Jack (laughs) probably does is when a guy, like, horribly injures him, he won't kill him. That's the nicest thing. 
That's like the nicest thing Jack will do. But I mean, like, given the size <laughs> of him, the fact that he just sort of appears out of nowhere, hacks people up, the closest American equivalent I can give is that Jack is Jason Voorhees. He's, he's the hockey mask wearing <laughs> serial killer from Friday the 13th. People try to run away, and then Jack is just there and he cuts them up. <laughs> And he never dies. Never dies, ever. Never stays dead. Doesn't talk a whole lot, if at all. And he Mm -hmm. also looks completely ridiculous. So now that means somebody, if it hasn't already happened, somebody needs to write a really bad OAV in which Violence Jack is in space. Yeah, and then Violence Jack is in the hood. Although that's like (laughs) the leprechaun, not so much Jason X. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Violence Jack looks completely ridiculous. He couldn't go out into space in his outfit because he wears no shirt whatsoever (laughs) all he wears is pants and bandages wrapped around his waist he can't afford a belt or maybe he's got a gut and he wants to hide it so he just wraps the bandages around his waist real tight and he's got like some stuff on his wrists and this big shitty ratty coat but i think Mm -hmm. the most distinctive feature of him is the very neatly tied yellow scarf around his neck (laughs) maybe maybe he could pilot get a robo with a scarf like that if given the opportunity i mean he sort of looks mm. like Rio Managare, except three times bigger and crazier. Right, like, and like mega steroids. Yeah, Hayato yeah. hair. And can't really be hurt. Pretty much unlimited, undefined power. You're not really sure what Violence Jack can and cannot do. I think at the end of one of the episodes, he just sort of summons a tornado to destroy the bad guys' castle. It's like, motherfucker! Right. Why don't you summon the tornado first? What is this, tokusatsu? <laughs> if you're not just allowed to use the super sword first and be done with it, because it's bad yeah. for dramatic purposes. There's really no tension whatsoever, because it's not like you're ever worried that Violence Jack might lose, or like you ever even really care about Violence Jack, because he has no personality. Right, he, he just... You're just kind of like watching this parade of horrible things happen. Right. It's a very strange series. He's probably the most anti of anti-heroes there is. It's like I said, he just kind of mostly screams a lot like Ray from Urusei Yatsura. He's <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> that's my violence jack impersonation. <laughs> and yet, because it's from the 1980s, the voice cast they assembled for violence jack is pretty much this star-studded who's who of famous voice actors. I guess a lot of the names are mistranslated in the credits because uh, Neil Nadelman, who had the honor of translating Violence Jack, he's been a guest on his podcast in the past. I guess the reason for that is the Japanese provide them the name, so you find like Toshiaki Wakamoto as the voice of the Slum King's right-hand man, Harlem Bomber. Oh, yeah. It's really Norio Wakamoto, mm. you know, things like that. See, I always hate that because you end up with a lot of those times where it's wrong like that, but then sometimes you think that it's a case where it's wrong, but it's actually different people like the Osamu Dezaki, Tetsu Dezaki situation. And there was a similar thing with this one because of like who wrote it. It was written by a guy named Noboru Aikawa, who I'm almost certain, I mean, even the ANN Encyclopedia says just like another spelling of Sho Aikawa, who is also the guy who worked with Ichiro Itano on writing Angel Cop in the International Jewish Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote some anime, like this little known thing called Full Metal Alchemist. So, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Violence Jack, Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> How do you go from one of those things to the other? You ditch Ichiro Itano. Ah. It must be the secret. Now, I know the answer to this, but there's multiple levels of bad. Mm. There's the awesome sort of bad that you always hope something is going to be, and then there's the just terrible plotting sort of bad. What sort of bad is this? This is 
hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. There. Let me put it this way. I think the really mangled UK and American release of Violence Jack is much more easy to make it through than the mm. uncut edition. Like, for the sake of science, for the sake of this review, let me put it to you this way. I watched this whole thing in the uncut Japanese, and then I watched it again in the dub. So I could see what got taken out and what got left in. Doesn't it take like forever in the first episode for Jack to even show up? I seem to remember that. First episode is relative because the thing is, these things were released in a totally screwed up order. Mm. Going by the American names, the Japanese release order of this was basically Slum King, Evil Town, and then Hell's Wind. And then the US-UK release, going by the same American titles, was Evil Town, Hell's Wind, Slum King. So it's not really like a normal inversion. It's not like they released it straight up backwards. They just sort of did the Japanese first episode as the last episode in English, the Japanese second episode as the first episode in English, and the Japanese third episode as the second episode in English. And it actually makes more sense, believe it or not, (laughs) because the first episode of the Japanese release, Slum King, is sort of almost an ending. And the story of the first episode of the English release, Evil Town, which was the second in the Japanese, suggests this happened first. It's just really bizarre. It is very very nihilistic and Mm -hmm. like nothing good happens to anybody ever i think that's the thing that gets me about this being a shonen series is it's the worst message for little kids i've ever seen in my life usually squeamish about like kids being exposed to violence or sex and i think a lot of times in america we go too far towards sheltering them from that stuff but the thought that violence jack was for such a young audience is crazy to me not just because it's violent or these horrible things happen, although that's part of it. But also just that, like you said, there's no real good guys. It's not like, well, the violence happens for a purpose or you're learning something from it. It's just this progression of really terrible, sick things happening to people and nothing really good comes of it. it. There's not really right. any reason behind it that's just kind of they were there at the wrong time and suddenly now they're yeah. ripped in half or something. I mean, it's- say what you will about Fist of the North Star. It's brutal. It's filled with atrocity. But I mean, until Gact came along, there wasn't <laughs> any on-camera rape. And at least there was some sort of sense of a moral conviction on the parts of the protagonists, whether you consider Rao mm. or Kenshiro to be the protagonist, they've got some sort of drive, some sort of reason for what they're doing. I'm pretty sure there were allusions to rape, but I, think I don't so. think they ever actually were... showed it. I said no on screen. Yeah. Oh, okay, I mean, yeah. yeah, certainly Mamiya was, you know, raped, obviously. Yeah. And, right, you know, right. things like that. But I mean, the people who still hold out hope for the better world or like chastise the people who are downtrodden mm-hmm. and accept their lot in life, in Violence Jack, those people still die anyway. So who was right after all, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even the goofy fat kid comic relief still gets his head chopped off by a biker chick in the uncut version. I mean, this is basically everybody dies but Jack, and Jack just kills people for no reason. I mean, even, you know, eventually Violence Jack was uh, recategorized as a Sanin property, but as best as I can tell, it's not like it was toned back and then they really punched it up once they made that shift. Right. I mean, it's just very grim. I mean, say what you will about anti-hero characters like Harlock or Blackjack or Cobra or even Golgo 13, 
any of these characters, they may be uh, rule breakers, they may kill a lot of people or not kill in the case of Blackjack. You know, they operate outside of morality, Mm -hmm. but they still have their own personal code of conduct, some sense of honor, some sort of ethos. Mm -hmm. And And they usually have some sort of charisma, like personal charisma and... They're, they're likable people. They're interesting. Violence Jack, occasionally he'll show some sort of humanity. The second episode, Evil Town, or the first episode, if you're going by the American release, that actually has the most personable Violence Jack as far as talking to people and mm. like attempting to save somebody, maybe failing <laughs> more or less. But by the end of it, the Slum King... Or the beginning of it, depending on whether you're Japanese or English. We'll say the end of it, because that's the English order. He's just screaming. He does, you know, like a lunatic. I think I know the reason why they chose to release this stuff in English in that different order from the Japanese. The first episode that was released in Japan is more of an ending, because Violence Jack... He just turns into a bird and flies away? Yeah, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> Ichiro Tano's like, don't got an ending. Don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Bet you didn't know Violence Jack could turn into a bird. Is he the thought bird? Yeah, he's got to be. I mean, he, maybe he's the phoenix. Oh, God. You ever thought about that? Because he's a golden bird of fire who flies around and has control over death. <laughs> That's how he gave Tezuka, lit the fire under Tezuka's ass. It's like, oh, yeah, Violence Jack. Birdman. <laughs> that's probably why they released it, but that's only half the reason why they did it that way. The reason why they released the second episode from Japan as the first episode in English is because unlike most other OAV productions, the budget and animation quality actually seem to get better over time, that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the best animated one. And also, it is by far the one that needed the most editing. This episode, the one I'm going to just refer to these things by name instead of saying first, second, third for the sake of confusion. Evil Town or Hell Town. This one is the only one of the three that really feels and looks like an Ichiro Itano thing right around Angel Cop era. And it's animated pretty okay. And it makes... Some amount of sense he's coming out of his coma or whatever from being underneath the ground because the whole episode takes place underground. The plot of this, of course, is unprecedented. There's this unruly gang of bikers who rapes and pillages the populace, and it's up to Jack to watch them do it. Oh, and then kill them afterwards. (laughs) Only this time, it's different because this time there is a transsexual wannabe gem and also bikers who decided their biker name should be AIDS, because AIDS is so (laughs) deadly and fatal. The biker's name is AIDS. It's not even a joke. And there's another guy named Wasp, and the third biker's name is Toby. (laughs) AIDS, Wasp, and Toby. Can you just not come up with a tough nickname? Maybe his original name was Kunta Kinte, and they kind of just forced (laughs) on him Hmm. under a threat of beating. It's like, yo, name Toby. And you want to be in the biker gang? It's like, Kunta Kinte. Uh, this was actually, I think all of them were adapted straight from the manga. I mean, this is the one where the, the tranny goes to rape a chick, but Jack decapitates him. It's just decapitate in the anime. The manga, it was with one downward swing, cut off the head, cut off the uh, left breast, cut off the erect penis. Uh, one shot. This one, you know, make it safer for kids, I guess. <laughs> 
just cleave off the head. But the manga was for kids. The anime was for adults. That's true. It was always be straight up. And no, the anime is no pretension that the anime was for adults because this episode, Evil Town, there's straight up very extensive rape sequences with like the full on like hentai yeah. pixelation and all that. In the manga, it was like one page. It just said, oh, yeah, and we were raped and it sucked. And so we left. And this one, it's like <laughs> five minutes of like girls being threatened under knife point and screaming for their lives and, you know, getting raped and horribly. Isn't there like some... It's tailored to the Japanese libido, Gerald. I mean, Japanese man can't get it up unless you've got like a loaded pistol in a girl's mouth being like, shut the fuck up and enjoy this bitch <laughs> as the, they plead for their life and blood gushes forth from their crotch because it's, it's more moe when you get to bust the hymen, Gerald. Wasn't there a scene where a girl got killed and... And still raped? Yeah. Like, after that? There's totally, like, all kinds of horrible shit going on in this. Like, mm -hmm. the decapitated transsexual, it's a guy, for the record. The big boss finds him and laments the fact that his lover is dead. So he kind of porks the corpse and eats it at the same time. So you get to see oh. exactly what it is to, like, bite off a human nipple mid-coitus and oh. turn into a monster. All this is cut out from the, the U.S. release. Like, the really horrible torture eli roth porn that sort of pervaded a lot of violence jack it's all gone from the u.s release mm -hmm. it's not even like this enjoyable sort of gore it's just like this really mean-spirited it's it's uh, really exactly yeah. the same as what you'd find in a hentai and i think if porn like this is all that the east asians go for it's no wonder their women ditch them for the white man or black dude the second they get the chance because i mean the lines are all things like all of us are fashion models, so we're used to dieting and not being able to eat much. You know, it's like, really? This is the oh. lines you come up with for Violence Jack? It's cool, though. They changed that dialogue entirely for the dub. I'm sorry there isn't much to eat, but you're welcome to whatever we have. In the months we've been down here, we've got used to less food. If I had to eat a big meal these days, I don't think I could manage it. Before the earthquake, we all used to work in the area that used to be the city's financial district. I used to be an assistant trader on the floor of the stock exchange. Good old Manga UK, making the changes so that it's no longer offensive. Thanks. Now it's empowering. See, they were stockbrokers who get viciously raped. It's like, ugh, I feel so horrible watching this. Well, and isn't the first episode, like the original first episode, isn't it also like about... Um, this girl or these couple of girls who get, like, kidnapped and made into sex slaves and raped constantly. That's and... the last episode. That was what was released as Slum King. Yeah, that's what we watched here from the Italian DVD. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought it was the first episode. All right. I don't know. Do you remember when this was released in America? 90s. I mean, totally right around, like, that whole Iratsuki Doji panic. Uh, it was after that, actually. I remember when this got released. It's got to be mid-90s. Well, mid a little bit after the Iratsuki Doji thing was dying down. But I remember getting the manga video newsletter for this. And they were talking about this thing coming out. 1996. That was the year. I just looked it up. Really? I would have thought it would have been earlier. That's after that. the Yuratsuki Doji era. And I remember there was hmm. a lot of talk in the anime community at the time because anime was getting more press coverage. This was not the kind of thing that anime needed. <laughs> because this was after Ghost in the Shell had come out. And now anime was now a big popular thing, or at least mm -hmm. it was at the time. Now, we were worried that this would come out and this would be 
all over the news. Yeah, it would just reverse right. like the whole perception of yeah. like everything we tried for. I mean, yeah, because it was kind of rough at the time because there was a lot of marketing push to differentiate anime from like kids animation mm-hmm. domestically, but at the same time. There was a lot of negative attention because of Uritsuka Doji and the whole, you know, it being really adult and violent and porn and all of that. So there was kind of a weird... This was every negative stereotype about anime in one thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. And just point to this and say, that's what this anime stuff is all about, people. And Yeah, that, mm-hmm. I remember we were all very afraid of that back then. And then it came out, no one bought it, no one cared about it, and so it just kind of disappeared. And of course, the uncut version had very, very little distribution. Right. It was VHS only, like I said. You said you watched an episode. Did you watch it in Japanese or English? Japanese. Okay, so then you were able to pick out that it was uh, Hiro Mitsuru as girl who looks like Luffy from Golf Force yeah. uh, who gets raped horribly by a yes. lesbian until she loves it and then dies. Yeah, and but... I, like it's, all female rape victims in anime, which is why I can't watch this stuff. I think to this day, I remember that old Helen McCarthy anime book, the complete anime guy that came out in like 97, 98 or so. Mm-hmm. In it, she would have these little like one-page articles and just short bits, and she had a bit on top 10 worst anime ever made. This was her number one worst anime. Oh, I don't wow. think it was worse. I actually <laughs> asked her about it. It might have been her number one worst. I think it was. All the Holy Trinity was like in there. I mean, you know, Violence Jack, Mad Bull. And I actually asked I think her. Angel Cop was in there. Golgo was definitely there. I asked her about it recently, like within the past year or two, if that had changed. And she did say that Violence Jack still counts as the most mean-spirited anime that she's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just I mean, in terms of just nothing good happens. No one's there for any good reason. Nothing good happens to anyone. No one deserves it. It's just mean-spirited for the mean-spiritedness sake. And then when it's uncut, it's even worse, because now you get to see oh, like, wait, the I've guy right get here. slowly <laughs> chainsawed as his leg comes off, yeah, then slowly and I mean, chainsawed, no... <laughs> chest open, then his head slowly sawed off, and then they rape his girl. Yeah. And they make the girl watch, of course. Right, and nobody's well-characterized, so it's not even like it's some examination of despair or humanistic, you know, story. I mean, everybody's really two-dimensional personalities and bad dialogue and yeah i've actually got the book right here the most entertainment i got yeah look it up the most entertainment i got was laughing at the weird random names for people like oh yeah there was one kid whose name was sabu which you know (laughs) doesn't seem like it's very (laughs) genocidal or homicidal but i guess he was pretty suicidal because he's the kid who, um, again, as I checked the ANN, very famous voice actor, Mayumi Tanaka. Okay. That's, um, Krillin from DBZ, Luffy from One Piece, mm-hmm. as the small child who gets riddled with bullets in the back and falls over dead, gives the impassioned death speech of. It's Violence Jack's presence in the town that's making everyone go berserk. <laughs> Yeah, here uh-huh. here it is, actually. It's actually not the number one. The number one is actually Golgo 13. It's number four on the list. This is, again, 1995, six, somewhere around there. And she says, I'm a big Nagai fan, and I actually quite like the Violence Jack OAVs, but the title is accurate and fair. And I've had strong men and Yoratsuka Doji fans leave the room looking green in the face when I've shown particular sequences during lectures. 
so I don't really think nice people would enjoy them at all, and I recommend you should avoid it. The UK versions, however, will have been edited for BBFC certification. I'm sure they were. The BBFC ones, there's a lot of editing going on in this. When I say editing, mm -hmm. I mean like six minutes taken out. And really, yeah. all you're missing is like people, women, usually very slowly getting carved up and screaming and pleading for their lives. There's such a weird juxtaposition. Like, I think of all of them, the most bad is actually the second episode called Hell's Wind. Really? Hmm. In terms of like horrible content, definitely Evil Town, without a doubt. But like as far as the perfect storm of like bad anime, Hell's Wind is really the one. Hell's Wind is like evil biker gang threatens, see a pattern emerging here. <laughs> it takes place in like Hope Town and there's a nice pretty school teacher teaching all the kids how to multiply of course, she gets, you know, brutally raped and beaten and Jack does nothing. But I mean, mm -hmm. just sort of hangs out in the forest and spies on violence, Jill. <laughs> if you survive your rape, you, you know, use your rape to become the inspiration to turn into Rambo from First Blood Part 2. <laughs> Explosive arrowheads and everything. I mean, what is it with like, this is like the ultimate shonen power female American comic book origin story. I got raped, swore to myself never again, and now I'm a badass. This is like every other character well what like, other way could a woman ever can't. be a badass except for that she has to be horribly degraded yeah you have to have like first. a nipple sawed off or something like that mm -hmm. to you know really get the inspiration i remember in thanks the, kevin smith in the manga there were some really interesting looking people in the manga that i'm so sad didn't make it into the anime and there was this one really big thick weird looking woman that got raped in the manga the guy thought like he had her and then she wrapped her legs around him and then squeezed so hard that she broke him in half. Like, spinal cord coming out and everything. I'm not going to say it's the exact same character because I can't tell, but they certainly look like the exact same character. Of course, going to Guy's mm. idea of, you know, the powerful woman is draw like a big muscular guy and give them big breasts <laughs> and long hair. Like in Project Echo. Call it a day. That's right. <laughs> but the reason that the Hell's Wind one is so weird is because the music is really inappropriate it's like this really <laughs> cheerful bright music it's like nothing good's gonna happen you're not like gonna disarm me and make me think there's like some happy time scenario going on here right right and that's really the one with tetsuya wada's name plastered all over the place it says like directed by Tetsuya wada in english like built into the print like not even after the fact he was really <laughs> proud of, of hell's wind and everyone else was like, I see. Look at that big name on the marquee. <laughs> Let's never hire that guy. <laughs> Do we have a blacklist? Let's start one. The following people have been fired. <laughs> Simpson, Homer, that is all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that one's the most, my God, what was somebody thinking? So not the worst in terms of content, just the worst in terms of... Execution. Like execution. In terms of, yeah, yeah, it's execution and everything. The, the only real way that this becomes like it transcends the really brutal, soul crushing kind of bad and actually becomes like this is funny in a totally bizarre way kind of bad is the English dub yeah. is really the only way I can actually recommend anyone go watch Violence Jack. This is the easiest way to find it. Uh, you know, you'd have to really, really go out of your way to find the uncut Japanese one. But you're missing out because the dub for this was done in the UK. Much like Mad Bull. Much like Mad Bull. Much like Angel Cop. Much mm -hmm. like so many of the, all of the Holy Manga video Trinity of Suck. They just looked at this thing, Violence Jack, and they realized the amount of cuts they had to make to it. And they said, you know what? We better make sure 
that this doesn't get rated PG somehow. Let's punch up the script and just have everyone swear a whole lot. Yeah, the fact that they thought with all of the things that happen in Violence Jack that they really needed to adult it up with cursing is outlandish. <laughs> the process is called 15ing and you know yeah. we've said it every single time this comes up, but over in the UK they've got like a ratings board similar to how we've got like PG and PG-13. Well, they've got a rating called 15, which is like, oh, you got to be 15 to see this. And they didn't want it to get the PG rating, so they said, "You know what? If we just have them curse a lot, it'll up that rating some." I'm pretty sure Violence Jack anywhere you cut it is rated like 18 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, even with all be. of those things edited out, I can't imagine it getting a PG right, rating. Because, I mean, just, just for the, the violence and stuff alone is that bad. I'm actually amazed that it even got certified, because La Blue Girl, they turned down straight. They said, there's no way yeah. you can even edit this to make this releasable here. But Violence Jack, mm. I guess there was enough there? Yeah. Maybe. I, I mean, don't maybe they're like, huh, let's see the characters in this. Oh, look, it's Clon Clon from Macross Frontier, the adult one. Let's see what happens to her in this. Okay, she gets drugged and brutally gang raped in her sleep. Then she gets stabbed to death and murdered. Well, if you just take out the drugged and brutally <laughs> gang raped part. That's totally okay. It's okay. What are you thinking, man? <laughs> There's just so many lines. I mean, I think I'm just going to interspersed throughout this choice clips <laughs> from the dub. Really the only way you're going to make it through Violence Jack. Mm. I like the parts where they basically just replace all of the dialogue with strings of curse words. And you know why they did that? <laughs> because that Slum King episode actually is the shittiest animated thing I've seen <laughs> in years. It's like Gundo Musashi level <laughs> in terms of like shit, shit animation. And you Ugh. wouldn't see that from Ichiro Itano normally. But mm -hmm. I mean, it just stands out as just looking horrible. I wonder if it's that they had no budget or if that even the people working on it knew that it was so terrible that they just didn't want to put any effort into it. Yeah, because it's like a lot of stills, a lot of jerky, unnatural movement, a lot of reused footage, looping animation. It's mm -hmm. not at all what you typically think when you think anime OAVs of the 1980s or like Ichiro Itano animation stuff. Yeah. This is just like the big famous example I give is the guy wondering like where Jack is and the dub is like, where the hell is Jack? Fucking chicken shit. And then he just stops and starts saying, fucking, fucking <laughs> shit, fucking shit. <laughs> the reason for that, in the Japanese, he doesn't say a word. It's just a bad animation error where he's just sort of twitching back and forth and his mouth is open. Right. And the dub people are like, he's got to say something here. <laughs> it's too like, you know, mouth blah, blah, blah. Uh, fuck, fuck, shit, fuck, shit. That works. So now he just has Tourette's, yeah. Right. That's like the kind of thing Violence Jack is. So, I mean, you can't easily find Violence Jack. This thing is pretty much out of print any way you slice it, DVD-wise. Well, that's what the internet is for. wise The internet, even, you will find the DVD rip, which is dub only. You are not going to find the uncut one unless maybe Regan Strongblood decides to torn it because he hates you all. I have a supposedly uncut DVD rip of the Italian DVD. Okay, well, those Italians are fucked up. <laughs> I can believe that, you know, they would take the uncut violence jack in a second. But, I mean, it's really, really terrible. I mean, normally, I would say 
this is the kind of thing almost so terrible to not even watch it. Like if you watch like the uncut Japanese only version mm-hmm. of it, it took me forever to watch through it. And that was why this review was so long coming because I was like, uh, I'm kind of dreading having to rewatch it. I'm glad I'm not the only one because I, I know to that- rewatch the violence Jack for the sake of this review. And even yeah. like the dub, you can laugh at the dub. At least you can always tell when like a lengthy thing was cut out. Cause there's like this really jarring and abrupt musical switch over. Right. But it's for your benefit that that jarring and abrupt cut happened. <laughs> Maybe you're going to miss out on the fact that you know, a bunch of small children were murdered by a lady and then the lady tries to lesbian rape someone and then Jack shows up and grabs the lady by her legs and tears her apart from the vagina vertically. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to miss out on that. And you're going to miss out on like the weird chainsawings and like the bizarre intestines flying around everywhere because I guess the intestine is like the basic unit of gore. In anime, if there's right. intestine, then it's like a true thing of gore. Intestines and eyeballs. And this one has both. So, I mean, if you get a bunch of friends together, maybe you can watch the dub, but you cannot sit through all three episodes of this in one sitting. It's just, mm. you're going to feel horrible about your life. Even the edited version. And you're going to feel really bad if you watch the uncut version. I can only watch like one episode and then I was like, all right, I don't need to see it. like, I don't need to see any more of this, this in my life. Yeah, we watched, one, two more. we watched one episode at the meeting. It mm-hmm. was just there and I threw it on. And the version that we watched, it wasn't anything really bad enough happened that we cared about to even keep watching. It was just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably yeah. the, the Slum King one, which is the most substandard. Like, girls get taken to the Slum King's sex camp slave training place because he's so evil that he mm-hmm. builds an entire camp for the purposes of having guys in thongs beat the shit out of women and then rape them just because. And then one of the things that really got me was, if, if we're thinking of the same one, was that it almost seemed like something good might happen because, like, the girl gets reunited with, like, her childhood sweetheart or whatever that they find each other again in the midst of all this, you know, horrific, you know, rape camp and everything. And it looks like they're maybe going to get away until the other girl was apparently raped so thoroughly by the crazy lesbian or whatever that she developed instant Stockholm Syndrome and so decides to murder the other people for no apparent real reason. I'm sorry, I was jealous because, you know, I don't have anything. Oh, and now I'm dead. And oh, and now my boyfriend is now dead as well because he he tried to... To save Violence Jack, and then Violence Jack repaid me by grabbing the cable and throwing the helicopter that I was piloting at somebody yeah. to, you know, kill them. Thank you, Violence Jack, for all that you've uh, you've done for this world. Uh, all right, this review is over. I can't live anymore. You need to just hit stop. This pod, no. <laughs> I don't want to think about no more Violence Jack. All right. Why can't you just make robots be an awesome going guy? Why do you why do you have to do these things? I guess it's the alternative is, you know, having the crazy perviness without the really depressing violence as well. Yeah. I don't know which is worse. There comes a time in a man's life when he must decide Will he watch Universal Century or will he watch Gundam 00? Will he marvel at the pretty mecha or will he marvel 
at the pretty boys. There comes a time in a boy's life when he must decide, will he watch Burst Angel or will he watch the original Dirty Pair? So, you tell me now. What say you? Uh, Burst Angel? No! It's time to become a man. Join me at anime82.blogspot.com. That's www.anime8282 is in the number.blogspot.com. Be a man. Grow some mecha balls. Wait. Now you've really done it. You pissed me off. You're not gonna live to regret that mistake. You underestimate me. Yeah!